With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Crowd cheers. Here's Siddle. He's got it! Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Two Slips in a Gully. We're all in studio again. Hello Gary. Hey mate. And hello Glenn. Hello. How's your week been guys? Good. Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, we have got a Crackerjack episode for everyone today. We are going to play a little bit of a what if. We're going to work together to pick a team, a T20 international team, we're only allowed to use players that have never had the opportunity to represent their nation in T20. So all those golden oldies like Viv Richards and Garfield Sobers and Wazim Apkram and all those players that were before the era of T20 cricket, we're going to see if we can pick a competitive side using those and which what players we think would be in a best of 11 for the world for the world T20 game out of those players. So I think it's super exciting. There's a lot of really talented short-form cricketers that's probably missed their calling or could have adapted their game from the uh, one-day international game into the T20. We are going to put a little bit of limit on it, so we're only going to take it players largely from the era when one-day international started. So uh, uh, guys like uh, Keith Miller and WG Grace and Don Bradman miss out on this one. Um, just a bunch just, of hacks anyway. <laughs> just, just a little difficult to... Uh, to properly extrapolate how they their game would travel into the, into the short form, being that it's changed so much since the era. So probably again sitting in that seventies onwards era. So you know Lily and Co and Hadley and Co and those sort of guys moving forward from there. Um, we have another local cricket hero coming our way this time from Gary. Yep, he's uh, itching, ready to go for this one. Definitely. And Glenn this time is dragging the soapbox out. He has got a rant for everyone to get off his chest. Uh, he's uh, been chomping at the bit to get it out there all week. So I uh, am. He's actually playing it pretty I'm, close to his chest. He's going to surprise us. So uh, yeah, I'm. I'm just going to get wound up and uh, see what comes out. <laughs> you know? That's a worry. It's a 
Like I, I'm, I'm taking it as as therapy. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. That's what it is. This is like our our a therapy session once a week. It's my safe space. All right. So after this, we will get stuck into naming our T20 side. Here we go, Ryan Harris. There's a vein of talented riches that never got the opportunity to play the newest format of the game. And for this segment, we are going to try and pick the best 11 of them to make a make a pretty compelling side. And I think there's plenty at our disposal. Um, so what we're going to do is just got to brainstorm it together, work out what sort of team that we want to lay it out like, and um, go from there. So I think the starting point would obviously be picking the opening batsman. Um, I don't know about you guys. I tend to think that in a T20 side, you want to keep it pretty balanced. I would be thinking that our openers, or at least one of our top three, would need to be the wicket keeper. So we probably need to pick a fairly dynamic batsman in the top three. I think if you're going to go down the road of picking a specialist keeper that may not have been as dynamic with the bat, you end up with sort of that Peter Neville effect when we took him to the World Cup and he just kept sliding down the order and doesn't really hold a lot of value in the batting lineup. And there's some pretty talented wicket keepers that were good openers that haven't played T20s. Um, uh, Kalawith Rana from Sri Lanka and Andy Flower is another really good one from Zimbabwe. Mm. Um, but um, I've, uh, what do you guys think? Is that yeah, the route we should you, go down? You might get a uh, slight argument from, from people who are sort of Keepers, you know the the Pauls and the the Scotties of the world. I know Scotty likes to sort of think of the the keeper as a specialist position, and I can think of a couple of occasions in the um, BBL, the most recent BBL, where having a slightly less quality keeper has let people down. You know, <laughs> Seb Gotch really made a meal of a couple of them. <laughs> what, what, what was that game? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, One yeah. of the many stars choke jobs, I'm sure. Yeah. That being said, though, uh, Callowith Rana and Andy Flower are two examples of being excellent wicket keepers as well as being pretty dynamic batsmen. So I don't yeah, think you're yeah. losing too much there. Well, little little Kalou played um, Test as well mm. as keeper. And Andy Flower, I think he was the keeper early on. He played, and, I think he played about 10, 10 years as Zimbabwe's first choice keeper, uh, yeah. from what I looked up. So, um mm. Yeah, sort of had a, a similar projection to um, A.B. de Villiers, but uh, we, we can't pick him. Yeah, now he's already played. <laughs> that being said, if we want to go down the road of just stacking it up with specialist batsmen, then we've just got to make sure we find a room for a, a wicketkeeper down the order. But I, yeah. I, I think to make the best um, balanced side would be to have some way to get a wicketkeeper and top-order batsman in one without losing too much. And I think... Well, I honestly can't think of a better person than little Kalu. I'd, I'd be I'd be with you you on that one. I'd probably end up for me. I'd end up picking Andy Flower. He actually had some pretty impressive um, one day international stats. He was a far more impressive batsman than Callowith Rana, and arguably as good a wicketkeeper. Mm. Scored a lot more hundreds. A you know, similarish strike rate. I just remember Kalu coming out and just destroying us um, a couple of times in the late nineties. His overall stats are not that impressive, I suppose, um, but he he had a bit of a, an X factor, which 
you know, like he didn't have a high average. I think you'll find, but you don't need a high average. It was twenty two, and um, Andy Flower, I think, was well into the forties and had a lot more hundreds as well. What's the strike rate comparison, though? Um, bear with me. I will tell you. So Andy <laughs> Flowers' strike rate was. Uh, he had a strike rate of 75, um, averaging 35 with the bat. That's in 50 overs. That's in 50 overs. Yeah, um, you've got to remember, too, that that wasn't late in 50 overs. It was early. Yeah, he batted at when, the top. When scoring 200 at in, in, in at the start of a 50, when 50 overs first start. Yeah, so 240 is obviously a fairly competitive score, so your strike rate's obviously not going to be as high. Yeah. Just for a bit of example, towards the tail end of his career, he played some domestic T20s in Zimbabwe, um, and he averaged 35, averaging uh, with 450s and a strike rate of 123. So even in his twilight years playing... Domestic 2020 cricket in Zimbabwe, Andy Flower adapted his game to be a, a far more dynamic hitter at the top of the order. Mm. Um, Callowith Rana, obviously being a little bit older than Andy Flower, hasn't played any domestic T20 cricket to base out. Yeah, I, I think Andy Flower would probably be a good, good start. All right. I'll abdicate, but... Uh... <laughs> I did like little Kalu. Yeah, he was good. He was a, he's a pocket rocket. All right, who's the who's the other opener? Um, I didn't think Mark War would be a good start. I see. I I love Mark War, and I reckon he could do it. But there's this other guy, Gary Kirsten. Never thought about him till about three seconds ago, and I googled him. His average isn't too bad for a fifty-over guy. Mm. I I, if I remember, he was he was kind of a, a plotter. But, yeah, um, ends up with a strike rate of 72, 72. In, in one day in a national cricket. I just yeah. like Mark Wall because he was a bit bit of flair. He hit it into weird areas, sort of like he was a... Not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. There was just sort of an X factor to his batting. Gary Kirsten was a very sort of... Like he was a very talented batsman for sure. I don't take away Gary Kirsten. I just think that Mark Wall would have a, a technique probably more easily adaptable to the how, how much change-ups that bowlers throw at you in a T20 game. He did try and play a reverse sweep, I remember, one time um, and played the ball onto his own stumps and then yeah. everyone was like, oh, there's Mark Ward doing his thing again. <laughs> Getting to about 80, looking real easy. And, and then he just, just gets bored. Finding a way to get out, yeah. Saeed Anwar would be another player, I think, who wouldn't go astray at the top of the order. He has a very, very impressive ODI record. All right. Well, you, you could maybe squeeze Mark War in a bit later on because he he was a batting all rounder. You know, he could mm. bowl a bit of off spin, a bit of medium pace. But he, he did have that power when he came out and opened up. I remember him and like it was Michael DiVenuto. Oh, put on oh hundred. Didn't even think of him. Hundred and fifty in. Would he like have played T20? 15 overs? I don't. I don't think so. DiVenuto wouldn't have played internationals for he sure. He's a quality player. Mm. But uh, yeah, I suppose yeah. if it's a world eleven, he's not. No, that he's not that good, good though. Um, All right, so who are we going to go with for the other opener? Have we got anyone else that's popping to mind? That's I could have done this before. I can't really think of anyone. We need some music. Some <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of players, but someone will tell us that we've missed someone. I'm sure. Uh, Cricket fans are good like that. Who is good at the top of the order internationally? Maybe oh. Nick Knight from England. Yeah, he played T20 though. Oh, he did. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to think of 
you know those guys that they brought into the sides um, after the Jaya Surya Kalimantan yeah, yeah. onslaught where yeah, they went, let's that, go and get someone. Yeah, that generation where they were just like, oh, the, you know. The problem with with too much after that generation, they've actually around long enough to start playing T20s. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So Jaya Surya played T20? Yes, he did. He played a number of T20s. I thought of that yeah. when I was thinking of this side in the, the uh, week coming up, and I was like, what about you just put them together? No, he's, he's played he played for ages too, Jai Syria as well. He had a long career. Yeah, he didn't did. he actually play in Australia a few years ago? Uh, no, Sangakara was the one that oh, came out right, and played yeah. here. It was a terrible season for him as well. It was, was really just, upset. Oh, you were so excited when you got him when you draft picked. Yeah, my, <laughs> my, BBL, my BBL side. I'm like, you got to go with Sangakara. And no, nah, he did not. <laughs> um, All right. I think I think Gary Kerr, I think uh, Kirsten or Anwar, and then we can use Mark Wall later on down the order. I think he can p- come out somewhere in the middle. I don't know. I, I think that's pretty conservative. Those those guys had high averages, low strike rate. <laughs> Did they really have that much of an adaptable game? Did they they score three sixty? Probably not. All right. So you're thinking Mark Wall partnering? Yeah, I'm I'm happy with Mark. Yeah, Wall that's, that's, that's all, right. all right. Mark Is Wall. Is someone writing this down? Yes. So was it was Andy Flower a left-hander too? Left-hand right-hand combination. These are things you got to uh consider in the shortest form of the game, right? Oh, well, apparently. <laughs> so they keep telling me. Yeah, Shane Warne <laughs> says so. Oh, don't even <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm dropping the mic and walking away. <laughs> yeah, right here. Um, right. I'm Who? not actually sure. I, I I think number three is obvious. There is you can't go past Viv Richards. He's got to be three. No, don't look at me like that. I'm I'm, I'm happy <laughs> with Viv Richards at three. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't go you can't go past one of the best batsmen bat, batsmen that's ever batted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, so any war I don't know. You could. Uh, for the sake of argument, um, Hooksy? No. Doug Walters? Is that too high for Doug? Would he have even been any good in... in Didn't he score in like 20s? 100 in a session? Yeah. I think he would be... Yeah, I think he'd make a, a good T20 player. You've got to find it really difficult to name a player to bat at three that is better than Viv Richards. I don't say, say they can't be in the side, but I think... Three is probably the spot you want, Viv Richards. You imagine that. So you see off the new ball comes in, sort of maybe the towards the end of the power play, and then just has like fifteen, yeah. sixteen overs, just a cut loose. Yeah, okay. I, I was really only right. looking for names for the sake of argument. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're so far we have got Andy Flower, Mark War, and Viv Richards. So then I think we've probably for the um, the sake of the team we can probably afford to have one more. Genuine batsman, but I th- after that, I think if we're going to be picking batsmen, they need to be an all rounder of some description. That being said, we can pick an all rounder at four, but if they're, I think this is probably the lowest we can pick a, a specialist batsman, a specialist batsman, and unless they're, they're someone like a Glenn Maxwell or someone like that whose job is to just go out and throw the bat, but we well, then need a top order all rounder. Well, the name has to come up. Um, did Brian Lara ever play T20 International? I don't know if he we're, did. We're I still in the West Indies. Well, while we're there, we'll have a look. While we're there. I think there's a few names. I Call think up Brian. Ho- Hooksy and Walters <laughs> are players that obviously that um, you could look at. 
Um, Dean Jones is another one from Australia. I think is probably a, a pretty handy spot somewhere in that. Um, well, yep. Unfortunately, Michael Bevan. Michael Bevan. Did, yeah, did bat at four uh, in some some fifty over cricket. Uh, Brian Lara played three twenty twenty matches. Yep, but were um, they international? I, I don't think they were internationals because mm. they were in two thousand and ten. Yeah, I think he played in that one that they did over in America as a exhibition I, I match, and they didn't even move the the, the yeah. baseball diamond. Yeah, it was <laughs> was interesting to say the least. Yeah, he is fifty one years old. Yeah, guy could still carve me up like nobody else. Yeah, does um, that does that count the 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 fundraising game he played? <laughs> he did. He looked like he hadn't hadn't left the game at all. Yeah, it was atrocious. Well, Lara had a, obviously we all know just how proficient Lara was with hitting the ball wherever he wanted. He also had a strike rate of eighty, and he played predominantly again in that era where you know sub two fifty was a, a still a very very good score. So, where meaning he didn't have to score his, your runs as fast. So, I would be thinking that Brian Lara off the top of my head is probably one of the better. Yep. Options for that spot. You've, you've got to remember too that Brian Lara actually scored a lot of those runs against Australia. Yeah, as well, like he yeah, scored didn't have any issue scoring against good quality opposition. Like people like McGrath and, and Warren, like the, some of the uh, two of the best bowlers that have ever played the game. Yeah, and he yeah, he just he made him look ridiculous at times. Mm. Except Glenn McGrath, who got him 10, 11 times, eleven, something around there. I have to look it up. Ask Glenn McGrath. If you're that. listening, Glenn, ring us and tell us. Yeah, he will be. <laughs> so we're happy with Lara at four. Yeah, yeah, I think I, so. I don't. I can't even think of an argument. I, th- I think, yeah, he was one of those guys where once he got going, people didn't know where to bowl. That does also keep our. Um, so in answer to your question earlier, Flower is left-handed, so we're going left, right, right, left so far. So we've got yeah. that. Uh, oh no! Partnership going, so we're alternating Good. the batting. Um, I think f- from five, we probably want to be looking for a, a, a batter that can offer a little bit with the ball and, or someone who is just an out-and-out power slogger because, mm. you know, ideally by the time number five comes out, there's not a lot of overs left, so they've got to make hay while the sun shines. Or or you just, just pick a finisher mm. like Bevan. But then again, Bevan could offer a bit with the ball. He could offer a bit with the ball too, but if you had a, a top order collapse... Yeah, you know, if, if Richardson, I, Brian Lara, and yeah, those, you'd those have to be you'd you'd have to have a, a captain with balls of steel though to bring him on to bowl because if I recall rightly, he was rocks or diamonds, you know, like yeah, the, <laughs> he would bowl you a long hop. Yeah, he would. Um, but you you look around in, in today's T Twenty environment, I suppose. Yeah, they spend a lot more time bowling, whereas as these guys used to bowl in the nets, and that's yeah, as a bowler is probably maybe a little bit better than Darcy Short. And, how how and about, he takes wickets? How about yeah. this, Sir Garfield Sobers? <laughs> yeah. Guy can one of the most dynamic hitters going around. Did he play? Did he play? Uh, did he play one day as though? Uh, he played list days. He played one one day. Oh, oh he sneaks yeah. in. I don't know. That one counts. Garfield Sobers, he's knighted. So? He counts. So Garfield. You got Bill Laurie. So Shane. I can pick Garfield Sobers. <laughs> the guy bowls spin, he bowls pace, he's one of the best bats ever. Okay. 
All right. We've now got three West Indians. Yeah. Well, they are pretty good at T20 cricket. I know, so. looking back, yeah. Yeah, that's true. And you've got to think of the time that they played. Yeah. They were the most savagest team in the world. Mm. Like, to quiver. People would quiver. Okay, so we've got a reasonable team so far, or we agreed on. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I think we can't are. really. Aaron's are. yelling at like, me, so. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, if he qualifies under our rules, you have to have him. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think so. So, yeah, so, so far it's Flower, War, Richards, Lara, and Sobers. So, mm. it's a pretty impressive lineup. And we've, we've already got our keeper sorted. Yeah, wicket keepers sorted. Um, okay, so we're looking at power hitters now, I suppose. Power hitters, Lance Clues. Yeah, I, I, I was mean, thinking not, not necessarily. There's a few guys who are, are effective in the middle order who aren't necessarily power hitters, like John O'Wells and all that. That kind of style of player is what I'm yeah. saying. Players like maybe Jonty Rhodes and mm. Michael Bevan and those guys. Well, Rhodes would not let you down in the field. Oh, God. He, like, he'd save so many runs. Yeah. He was insane. Mm. Ricky Ponting yeah. wasn't as good as Jonty Rhodes. Yeah. No. At stopping, yeah. <laughs> no, I remember them talking about this a lot at but, the but, time. But Ricky Ponting was outstanding. Yeah. And and Jonty Rhodes it, it, was better. That's yeah. what I, that's it's in my personal opinion. Mm. I know Aaron's googling, but yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm, I agree. So, with you. I mean, really? I'm, I'm, oh, I'm cool. estimating. Yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta think about how these guys are in the field. Definitely. Yeah, because 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 when you get down to six, you're thinking, oh, he's not going to have much time out yeah. there with the bat. So I think Gary did probably hit it on the head with his first one, though. I think Lance Klusner is probably the guy you want there. Mm. I think he's too good a hitter. You don't want to put him too much lower so he can still be effective at six. Yeah. Um, obviously, we saw what Lance Klusner could do during his one-day international career. He was that finisher you were looking for. Obviously, not yeah. in the same realms as Bevan and Doney and those guys, but yeah. he was responsible for finishing off the innings for the South African one-day side during yeah, that time. You, really, you don't want him uh, if you if you've got. Uh one or two runs to get, <laughs> <laughs> and your number eleven uh, at the other end. Yeah, oh. that wasn't his fault, though. Yeah, I know. He like he just did. I remember I was he watching. pretty much won. He almost won. He yeah yeah. Well, just just for some um again for some and the end of his career, he played a few domestic um t twenties. Uh, he has. Average of 34, strike rate of 136, um, yep. and five scores over 50, including a T20 100. And he bowled as well. Um, yes, he did bowl as well. So his bowling stats were in those... Um, well, they weren't they weren't fantastic, to be honest. 29 wickets at 38 with an economy of 8.6. Yeah. But again, this was him at the end of his career. Yeah, exactly. So during his prime, his... his one day international bowling was uh, 190 wickets at 29 at a uh, economy of 4.7. So, so I think he's sitting in the side mostly for his batting, but if a guy has gone for say 20 off his first over, you're like, okay, Lance, he's a guy that you can throw the ball to, and he's not going to he's not going to let you down. Because yeah. you got that with Sobers as well. Sobers is a yeah. guy that can give you, um, well, he can give you. a Two overs of spin and two overs of pace, if you want. Yeah. Yep. So are we? Are we going to? So are we? Are we going to pick Funky Miller? <laughs> <laughs> are we? Pick, are we picking five bowlers? 
Uh, well, that's six. So we've got then seven, eight, nine, ten, and eleven. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Or are we, or we're using our all rounders as well, a I reckon, bowling option. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think so. so. We'd have to pick another all rounder. I think so, and I think there's probably a quite a few all rounders that lead lead themselves to being like you got guys like Botham and Imran Khan and people like that who, and Richard Hadley, who are considered all rounders but have excellent bowling records. So it wouldn't actually you wouldn't lose anything picking an all rounder yeah, and so. sacrificing yeah. a bowler. And you're uh, and you're not picking a guy batting at eight and not bowling. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Oh, so no, we've got six down. Six down if we take Klusner at six, right? And I think that's a pretty good pick. Cool. It is yep. a good pick. I I forgot about him. How could you forget about Lance Klusner? He was he was destructive. For sure. Oh, he used to hit it so far. Yeah, and hard. Like yeah. he just didn't look like he was trying. Yeah. Yeah, it used to be annoying. Strong dude. Hey. Well, I think we go if we go to make up the side. These guys are still heavy hitters. If we go all rounders for our next two picks, then yep. then that leaves us two genuine bowlers that can't really bat at the end. Yeah, I think that's probably balancing our side pretty well. Depending on the all rounders, we might need to only go one if we go more. Yeah, well, I suppose at this point they've probably got to be more bowling all rounders than batting all rounders. Well, there's, so, there's no harm in picking six bowlers. So I th- yeah, well, the more bowling options you've got, we've got enough batting throughout there. I, I think the next obvious pick would be Imran Khan. Do you, do you think Imran Khan or Ian Botham? Botham? Um, I just really don't like Botham that oh, much. I don't so like... I've got to have an Englishman somewhere. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually think Botham may be the next one. Imran Khan's a great pick. I, I, I agree with you. However... Well, we could pick both. We could pick both of them, to be honest, to be well, yeah, you're going to peel two all-rounder spots. Who, who else? Wazzy Macram? No. I think Wazzy Macram. You probably need a better batsman. I think yeah. Wazzy Macram could be one of the genuine bowlers that you take. You'd have to. Did you? But he, he was almost an all-rounder. Almost. It, oh. it was him and Wacker Eunice. Yeah. Wacker Eunice couldn't bat, but no. Wazim could. Yeah. Anyway. So, Sorry, well, short, for, for one day internationals, both of them have re- 145 wickets at 28. Um, mm. His tests That's were at 28. His batting in one day internationals was, um, bear with me, is 23 with 950s, a strike rate of 80. Um, test matches, you know, obviously at 33. That he had there, um, Imran Khan. I, f- I have a feeling that Imran Khan is a is probably the better in both facets of the game, if I'm honest. And he did lead the Pakistan team to a World Cup victory in '92, which I don't think he gets. He he does he. <laughs> you can't you can't sort of take that away from them. So, however, they they come into that World Cup as nobodies. So thirty three with the bat and twenty six with the ball um, for Imran Khan in ODIs. How yeah, shit is he? Um, <laughs> twenty two with the ball in tests, and I think it was about 30, 37, 37. Well, look, look, I think Khan would be your next pick. If you you could, you could go both, we're just sort of splitting hairs here. You could go pick both them and um. And Khan to be your next two picks. They're not going to let you down with a bat or what ball. Do you, what do you think, Glenn? Um, that gets a seven and eight done. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
I think we probably need to think about um, specific 2020 skills as well, though. Like, you know, did they have the slower ball kind of thing? Because um, we're starting to get down to to bowlers, and you're you know, there's some some guys who are really high quality bowlers in one form of the game, but just wouldn't work in in 2020. Yeah, yeah but I think Khan is probably yeah, having. The, being able to play more one-day international cricket than both them as the game evolved is probably going to lend himself to being a more adaptable T20 bowler. But I still think that both both them and Khan are still going to have enough to be able to be more than yeah okay more than all right yeah take those at seven and eight and and we'll keep moving <laughs> in the interest of keeping things going. So so that uh, makes our team. Um, so Flower, War, Richards, Lara, Sobers, Klusner, Khan, Botham. And then we've got probably yep. spot for three bowlers. Um, we we haven't got a specialist spinner yet. No, we haven't got a specialist. Do you need one though? Yes. I think you do. Yeah, you definitely would need a specialist spinner. Mm. So one of these three, I reckon... Potentially even two, I suppose, because you've got Sobers who can bowl your beer spin. Yeah. Um, but you've also got Klusner, Sobers, Botham, Khan, who can all bowl seam up. up. Yeah. And then so potentially two more seam up options and Viv, one spin. Viv Richards bowled a little bit too. He was a kind of spin bowler, well, a slow bowler. And Mark Wall can give you some off spin if you really want it. Um, but well, Abdul Qadir averaged twenty six in um, one day international cricket. He mm. was a fairly impressive Pakistani and uh, off spinner, wasn't he? Mm. One, um, of, one of my mates has got an Abdul Qadir. The, bat there's still. also the guy who I think arguably invented the deuce roll. Saklane Mushtaq. I was thinking him as well. So you could possibly go with the twin spin bowling attack of having Kitty and Mushtaq in there. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to pick two spinners because we've got the whole of the Le- the West Indian pace history attack <laughs> at our disposal. I'll pick one. I'd um, be one or the other. I'd probably go Mushtaq. So you, you you're happy with? I I've never seen Kadir play, so yeah, yeah I'm happy beyond. with with Suck Lane. Yeah. So yeah. you're happy with the one spinner and then the bits and pieces out of War and Sobers. Yeah. And but then again, um, you know, is is his action going to be under <laughs> under the microscope? No, <laughs> because we've we've established that you now cannot bowl the Deucera without. We're without not we're not beyond. delving that deep into it. We're not going to get political. Yeah. Um, we, no. no. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Cool. So we've got so Clay Mushtak. He'll be our um, our spinner, and I think then you go the two genuine genuine quicks. I suppose would be what you're going with left. You have to you have to pick Wack Wackar Yunus. I don't know if you have to pick anyone. Oh, at the you moment. have to pick Wazim Akram. You can't leave either. Well, you've got Wazim. You've got Wackar. You've got Malcolm Marshall. You've got Kirtley Ambrose. Kirtley Ambrose. Joel Garner. Courtney Walsh. I, I reckon one of them has to be Kirtley Ambrose. And, and mostly based on 
the slower ball that he bowled to Ian Healy. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? Like yeah, and it was the day that um that Dean Jones asked um asked Ambrose to take his sweatband. Didn't he off. take seven for that day? Or? He, didn't, he didn't get Dean Jones though. That was no. the key point. Yeah, but he no, ruined he, everyone else. He um no, he he didn't get Dean Jones deliberately, so he would have to watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, like uh, I'm talking about the slower ball that he gets Ian Healy with. Yeah. And it was that good that all Ian Healy could do was laugh. Yeah, but so, <laughs> so did Kurtley Ambrose. If you haven't seen it, go and find it. It's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, it is. It's pretty funny. Just look up the, the Dean Jones. Um, it's got his commentary on it. Yeah. Talking yeah, about what the awesome. hell he was thinking. <laughs> um, so who are we going to go with? I reckon Ambrose and Wazzy Macram. Wazzy Macram could... I, swing the ball backwards. I, I agree with that, Cram. I don't know. I find it hard to go past Malcolm Marshall. But I can it, it like I said, these West Indian bowlers you could bloody throw a dartboard at and you'd be happy with with everyone it landed on. Mm. So I'm probably happy to go with the majority here. We think Ambrose, you're not gonna go wrong with Ambrose and but um yeah, Marshall was pretty special as well. Marsh Marshall's uh all right. Well we'll put Ambrose slash Marshall. Ambrose slash Marshall. Oh. Actually, we'll, we'll leave it. No, no, let's not sit on the fence here. I'm going to go Marshall. You're going to go Ambrose. Yeah. It's Curly Ambrose. All right. Curly, All the way. Curly Ambrose it is. Okay. It's cool. scary as hell. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, that gets our 11. That was quick. We did that all right. You didn't even argue with Wazzy Macram. But oh, I think Wazzy deserves Like, the guy's amazing. Yeah. He, he can't bat at 10, though. He can. No. He's way better than that. Yeah, I but know, he's, he's not but better than anyone in front of him. Yeah, the quality. Oh, well, of it. No, well, he batted nine, and Mushtar could come down. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, definitely. Because Kurtley can't bat for shit. <laughs> <laughs> he, right. he wasn't as bad as Courtney Walsh, but yeah, he wasn't. No, bad. no, no, he wasn't. He could hit a ball, but you know, look at the frame. He had to be able to. Yeah, you know, his bat was like four meters long. <laughs> um. All right. So, what do we got, Aaron? Our final team is Andy Flower, who is our wicketkeeper. Mark War, Viv Richards, Brian Lara, Sagarfield Sobers, Lance Klusner, Imran Khan, Ian Botham, Wazim Apkram, Kurtley Ambrose, and Suklane Mushtuck. Mm. I think that is a pretty fair 11. Yeah, okay. If, if they're playing T20 or if they're playing a test match, I wouldn't want to play them. Exactly. <laughs> like, honestly, if they were playing any form of the game, mm. playing French cricket in the backyard, I wouldn't want to play. But the, the good thing about only having one eleven that we've picked, right, it does leave a lot of players open that we haven't picked. That people go, how could you not pick such and such? But just to repeat, if you're going to pick your own side and say, um, you guys are ridiculous, you forgot all of these guys and I would take this 11 against your 11 any time. So the restrictions are they can't have played 2020 internationals for their side. And they have to have played one day a one-day international. Yeah. Yeah. At least. <laughs> At least one. At least one, and that gets me Garfield Sobers. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and uh, if you if you're able to do that, and you think you've got a side that could go against ours, 
Uh, and then we'll argue about it because there's obviously no way of knowing who would win. <laughs> are we going to allow them to use some of the same players and just switch out one or two, or do they have to make up a oh, whole new eleven? No, no. Let oh, I think there's enough there. Like, there's a talent pool of like I don't know. We do everybody some, else who we do ever have existed. To, if you if you can make an eleven, a comparable eleven with none of our players in it, then well done. Yeah. But um, if you just want to twit, you know, you, you feel that Mark War may not be the best option to open, and you want to go with someone else, or you're going to go with um, one of the many, many fast bowlers that we didn't go with instead of you know who we've got, or you know someone like Keppel Dev. You can do it both ways: either swap one, swap one or two players out to make up an eleven, or if you go brand new, well done. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's a pretty fair eleven. That's um, I think it's really balanced. We've obviously got. Um, you know, left-hand, right-hand combinations going down through the order. Um, there's, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven genuine bowling options. Oh, not seven. Um, so if anyone's getting a bit of tap from someone, there's all there's, there's plenty of bowling in the sheds that we can go, all right, yeah, Ambrose, it's not your night. We don't need you to finish off your four and potentially go for I, 20 I, overs of death. I bagged not being the captain to tell him, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, could you imagine that? He you know, goes for 16 off his first over or something and they take the ball off him. That's a brave man. I'd, well, I'd, I'd be, want to be the guy that gave the ball back to him <laughs> <laughs> because I'd be a hero. <laughs> <laughs> I told him to do that. <laughs> no, but you, when, when, you, when you drill down and have a look at it and you look at all the other players from all the other countries – it's who we respect and who we really like um, and who we think could do a great job. And the fact that there's only, what, one, two? How many Australians are there? Mark War. That's it. And that's it. We haven't even picked McGrath. Oh, but, oh no, he played T20 International. And Shane Warne didn't. See, that's, it. Even, that's how much we don't take um, one uh, T20 seriously. We weren't even doing it back in the... Yeah. <laughs> well, we in didn't the even, 70s and we, 80s and we 90s. We didn't even talk about Lily or, or Thompson. Yeah. So, so they're wide open for your 11. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. However, Shane Warne is not going to talk to us anymore because yeah. he's going to have a feud with us because we didn't we didn't pick him. Actually, I, he didn't. He didn't play, play T20 International. He did. Mm. Oh. Is it too late to change our 11? No. It's not too late? <laughs> no, we're, no, we're it's just not, too we're, late. We're just it not picking too him. too late. We're okay. not picking Shane Warne. One, one thing that we didn't talk about is uh, who captains that side? You've got Imran Khan. You've got Viv Richards. You've got to go with Sobers, I'd imagine. I don't think you'd go wrong with either of them. Oh, actually, mm. Khan did have that very, you know, inspiring leadership of the, the Pakistanis yeah. in the 92. Mm. Yeah. Very talismanic leader. Yeah. There's only a couple of I players mean, in there that And he's a politician. He was a politician post-cricket. So. so How many sirs are in that list? <laughs> uh, two? Or the Saviv? Sir, Sir Ian, oh, no, Sir, Sir Ian, three, yeah. Sir Viv, Sir Garfield, Sir Ian. Oh, cool. And Sir Mark War. No. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not yet. Maybe it has to be Viv Richards because he could like wrangle Curtly Ambrose <laughs> into submission. <laughs> oh, if 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 Viv could do it, Sobers could do it. Yeah, very yeah, mm-hmm. cool. So who are we going with? Um, I think Imran. Yeah, Imran Khan. Oh, I know Imran as well. Right yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll bend at knee. <laughs> <laughs> so there all we right. go. Running through it one last time for all of you playing at home. Flower, War, Richards, Lara, Sobers, Kluzner, Imran Khan, Ian Botham, Akram, Ambrose, and Mushtuck. You reckon you can pick a uh, 
better 11 than us. We'd love to see it. We'll throw it up on the socials in the next couple of days. Um, hook in. Tell us what you think. Tell us why we're wrong. Tell us why we're right. We certainly love hearing why we're right. And um, throw in a, a team of your own. <laughs> Who the hell writes in and tells us that we're right? Always, <laughs> the only message says, yep, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we are, week two of our new segment, The Soapbox. Glenn is in the corner of the room. He's stretching. He's got the whole uh, Murph Hughes thing in front of Bay 13. Yep. We're all swaying side to side with him. He's, Left arm Murph Hughes. He's, um, here we come. He's cracking his neck. He's got uh, steam coming out of his nostrils. He's coming in fire in the battery, ready to rip. Glenn, The Soapbox is yours. Take it away. All right. Um, so this week I'm going to talk about... How talented people piss me off. Um, look, it's not going to be particularly uh, reasonable, but that's not the point of a rant, I think. I think you just got to rev up and, and, and let you go. All right. So, so like, you know, we, we, we have played the game for, like, our whole lives, right? And, and I'm just thinking I, I am just above entry level, you know? If you've never played the game in in your life, you go in and you're at third grade, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least yeah. at least in Bathurst. Yeah. But so I've made it one step above that. <laughs> and I've been playing cricket since I was about eight years old. And then you've got people at the other end of the spectrum who just kind of not only are they really ridiculously good at it, and I know these people work hard, but they're also so good that even though their technique is weird and kind of crap, they can still dominate. You know, I feel a Steve you, Steve Smith yeah, exactly. Uh, reference Steve coming. Smith, you know, they, they they go on and on and on about it. Um, you know, if I had a crap technique, you would, you know what would happen if I tried to bat like Brian Lara with the massive like like backswing. You know, you to someone bold. bowling 130. No, it wouldn't even be like that. What would happen is, as I was bringing the bat back and over my head, the ball would be coming at me and it would hit me and it would knock me onto the stumps a la stick cricket. <laughs> That's how that would end. <laughs> That's how that's ending. So these, these guys who... You know, even George Bailey, he trying to just kind of got bat, like bored with... Being good, <laughs> <laughs> so he decides to make put, it harder for to himself. put his ass at the at the bowler. You know, like you're waving your ass at the bowler, um, and, and you know what's going to happen if anybody else does that, right? It, you're just going to get asked before wicket every time. You know, like that's that's what's happening. So talented people, stop it. No, actually, no, it's okay because one of them is Steve Smith and we don't really want him to stop it. But, all right, go, going going further into that thing, though, I'm, I'm really, what really annoys me is talented people who are so close to achieving something that most people can only dream of and just can't be asked to go that extra mile. And I'm going to single someone out through the history of cricket Relatively recent history, 
I'm sorry, but it's Mark Cosgrove. Oh. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> Mark, you want to play go- for Australia long term? Yeah. You got to put the cheeseburger down. Nah. Nah. Like, <laughs> I don't want to go out and shame the guy too bad uh, about that. But there was one reason and one reason only that he didn't get a shot at the top level. And we know what it is. <laughs> I mean, the guy, the guy, you go back through his stats. He's, he's, he's played 200 matches. Um, in first class, like 200 plus. That's a lot of first class cricket. He averages more than 40. And if you look at that just from stats, you'd think he's had a chance at playing for Australia at one point. And he hasn't. He yeah, has. Yeah, I think he's played, he played a, a couple of one day in Yeah, he played a couple of ODIs against Bangladesh when they were. And he got dropped uh, after that and then got dropped from his South Australian contract as well. Not because he wasn't scoring runs, but because he got that weight problem. And I'm like, come on, man. You've got – you're a professional athlete. You've you've got all of what you need, and you've probably got a personal trainer as well. You've probably well, got somebody – Or access in, to one. Yeah, you, you, you've got someone knocking on your door. You've got all of the modern, you know – Guys telling you what to eat and and what to do, and yeah, just he never eventuated. Now, I can get over that. The one that really, really grinds my gears, and we, you know, we saw this in the test that scene with Kawaja and and Langer. I know we've talked about it before, but oh my god, like Usman Kawaja has so much talent. He can play all around the crease, you know. He's adapted his game to 2020, this and that. Um, but Justin Langer tells you to do something, you bloody well do it, you know. I don't care how talented you think you are or how much you think it. It's Justin Langer, man. Just do it. Yeah, I know that Justin Langer in the um, in the test. We've said it when we've touched on this before. Is nothing for respect for Usman Khawaja's, um, you know, yeah, h- how forthcoming he is. But yeah, he really did come off, yeah, to to me and I know to you as being just to just really precious. That especially yeah. that that instance where they were in the nets and it was um, if you get out in the nets, you need to swap nets. And batsmen yeah. obviously hate having to go and swap nets and starting again. So. And then he mm. was out there complaining that, you know, he couldn't concentrate on batting in the nets properly because he was too worried about getting out. And it's just that in when when, See, when is, Langer had know, like, the time to compose himself and then do his, you know, bit to camera, he was like, Yeah, I'm all about how great Usman is and how he's just he just tells you, the truth all the time and you he do doesn't his hold voice back. pretty well actually. <laughs> but when in the moment when they were filming the interaction on the field, the look on Langer's yeah. face when when he said, I'm too worried about getting out in the nets, it was just like, are you serious right now? That's, yeah. that's I have watched this Australian batting lineup collapse repeatedly. We're yeah. in the UAE where they're going to bowl spin. None yeah. of you Muppets can face spin on stick cricket, let alone in real life, <laughs> and you're going to complain about getting it. Oh, yeah. my God. I, I think, like, at that point, Justin Langer was very close to just saying, pick me in the side. 
I'll show you. <laughs> Just well, as it was, it, something must have worked because Kawaja had the game of his life. I know, in that tour. I know, I know. And to me, that means that whatever it was that he made him do was starting to work. And then he probably just went back. I, I just can't believe that someone can be that arrogant, you know, like and and most of us most of us would kill for Kawaja's talent. You know, we just go up and we go and, and work a normal job and you know, on the weekend we suck at cricket. <laughs> and I know that we probably haven't worked as hard as Kawaja, but we also didn't have as much talent. Absolutely. To start with. Like- yeah, no one is suggesting that Kawaja got there with being lazy the whole way. There's quite a lot of hard work that takes yeah. it to getting to that level. But then to succeed at that level, it just takes just a little bit more hard work. I and mean, yeah. it's just difficult to, from our point to understand how someone that doesn't have to go to work yeah. and deal with the public and all that basically gets to play a game and be very, very well remunerated for it. Exactly, exactly. Um, I mean, this is the other thing, right? <laughs> To, to complete the, the entire circle of this rant, uh, as much as I love sport, the elite sportsmen are probably disproportionately paid um, for the value that they have to society. Now, I'm not going to go... like that. That is the way that it works. Um, you know, it's, 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 a, it's an old argument, I suppose. Go ahead, Aaron. Oh, well, I, Get me back on the straight and narrow. <laughs> now, I, I will say that I completely agree with you in the sense of their value to society. That it's not probably. They are absolutely monst- monstrously overpaid for their value to society. Yes. But what I will say, though, is they are probably one of the few professions in the world that get paid what they deserve in terms of percentage of yeah. income. Yeah. So exactly, it's, if, it's, it's if, how the capitalist system works. If cricket, say for example, the the organisation that runs cricket earns, you know, a hundred million dollars or a billion dollars a year, and that's yeah. ba- that's one hundred percent off the backs of the talents of these players, and then you decide to say to them, "Well, you're a cricketer, you're not as important as a doctor or you know a lawyer or you know a teacher or anything like that," so we're going to give you a you know, a $45,000 a year because that's, you know, they put you down there. That's where you're going to be. You're not a really important job. Mm. And then they're just raking in all these massive profits that are off the back of their likeness, off the people's desire to go and watch them do their thing, off their marketability. Yeah. And that's what it is. Professional sports generate lots and lots of money. Mm. And it's not because they make a product, you know, retailers – you know, people say, you know, you know, retailers, why don't they get paid more? Big businesses make millions of dollars of profit. Why don't real ta- retail workers get more? People come to retail outlets to buy things. Your job is to help facilitate them buy things. No one comes to a, a retail outlet to, to hang out with the staff. They come there to buy something from them. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> yeah. So while, yes, your, your retail workers are essential to make that whole process work, they're not what the key driving element of making mm. the money is. Yes. Sports players are. It's, you can't make sport profitable without the athletes. So in that sense, they deserve a very large proportion of mm. – yeah, the large proportion of money that's coming in. So what, what I'm, I, what what I agree I'm, with what I'm saying though is that 
When you are getting paid yeah. that much money to do a job yes. that isn't that difficult, just shut up and do it and stop whinging. You took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> took no one. Okay. No. <laughs> Not launching my singer, singing career over a podcast here. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with all of that. Um, yeah, so pull your head in and do the work, you know. Um, our our culture as, as Australians are, is – very sporting, and uh, I'm not pretending to be separate from that, but, you know, your talents probably um, are disproportionately valued in comparison to, say, a musician or, uh, you know, various other things. 100%. Yep. 100%. And it's just, you know... That's just the way our culture is, and, and the thing it's, with it's the, fine. With, with culture, too, Australia will back less talented people that work harder. Yeah. Yeah. When, when it comes to, sport, like, sporting heroes... Mr. Bradbury. <laughs> um, yeah, Australia can see, like, those blue-collar battlers that make the most out of... Um, the you know out, most out of the little talent they have compared to like the especially if it's an underperforming guy that's got all the talent in the world, um, yeah, yeah, you know, people I, that aren't as aren't as talented will generally be more popular in Australian sport the harder they work. Someone like mm, uh, it was Ed Cowan or bouncing over something like rugby league. Someone like Scott Sattler, yeah, was not one of the most talented footballers going around, but he was yeah. absolutely adored because he put it into work. And he, he tackled some guy. And then you look at guys like, for example, <laughs> keeping with the football metaphor, Latrell Mitchell is one of the oh. most talented players the rugby league's ever seen. No. And doesn't appear he is. No, he's I know not. you don't like him, but he Latrell Mitchell is one of the most talented players the the, the code has ever seen. But he's lazy. Mm. And and it shows on his performances and, and as we can see from the groan that he's not a very popular He's not a popular player, yeah. That's um, true. And that is that is a, a good thing about our culture. I'm not saying <laughs> that screw you guys because you like sport. You know, I like sport too. Um, Hence the uh, cricketing <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> not not everyone who does that. But um, yeah, what I'm saying is, uh, I don't know. Well, that's what like, it, <laughs> you know, we 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 yeah. like guys that work hard for it, and make the most out of it, and mm. I mean, by the same token, those players that are exceptionally gifted that just don't seem to make it happen because of shortcomings in their work ethic tend yeah. to be really frowned upon, especially when you look at the all of the benefits that come with playing professional sport, the fame, or the money, the ability to travel the world. All you got to do is just work hard at your game. Yeah. yeah. But and then Some people don't actually want the fame. Yeah. I, I've got a great example. Kimi Raikkonen, Formula One driver, left the sport – because he got sick of everything else that wasn't being a Formula One driver. Yeah. Mm. But saying that. Yeah. Finnish guy. Yeah. <laughs> Love those guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, I, I think that's a, that's a great rant. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, it's their own lives and they're not going to work hard at it. Then, obviously, they're not going to continue playing professional sport anymore but it just it does seem a very frustrating waste when you've yeah got got the path ahead of you so easily made and you just mm. can't be bothered when there's like when there's yeah hundreds thousands of people 
playing local cricket that would give their right arm Thank to be you, Aaron. in their position. I, I lost my train of thought, but that was what I was summing up. Yeah. There are hundreds of thousands of people who would kill to have your talent and uh, you won't listen to one of our great players, you know, critiquing your uh, your training method. Or or in the case of Mark Cosgrove, the, just lose a bit of weight and you've got a, you know, potentially a long and fruitful career and just went. Yeah, it nah. didn't even have to be that much, you know. Aaron Finch made a career. He's, I mean, he's not. He's not ch- he's not fat. He's just a, a big guy. But yeah, he didn't need to turn like Kawaja is not an athlete either. He didn't need to turn into a yeah. super athlete. He just needed to not be a ro- liability. Rotund. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway. All right. So that's it. I, I started strong. I feel like I probably ran out of air at the end, but you know. That was my first rant. So uh, first rant. Nice. <laughs> Well, there we go. So that's another segment of the Soapbox done for this week. And coming up, as uh, we'll go to our next segment, which will be uh, the local cricket hero. Let's dump that lot. What a wonderful shot to bring it up on as well. What a moment for Michael Clark. Not just as a player, but as a captain here on his home ground. Our uh, final segment of the night, uh, one that is, we're actually pretty popular. It's one of our favourite ones. It is our local cricket hero segment, as we, uh, we heard. And Gary has a local cricket hero that he wants to share with us today. So, Gary, take it away. Who is your local cricket hero for this week? All right. I'm going to take you back about five years. We had a guy rock up at our cricket club, and you guys know that Well, I don't play in the same club as these two clowns. <laughs> so um, this guy showed up. He was about six foot four, six foot five. Right. Um, he bowled off spin, didn't he? <laughs> he didn't. Like tiny. Um, since then, I think he's scored oh, maybe 20 runs in five years. <laughs> he's taken three or four catches, and I think he's bowled three overs. <laughs> but he's there every time we're there. Um, he's the first guy to do anything for anyone else. His son rocked up to play at the club as well. I think his son arrived first. His his son was um, he was a bit crazy. We were, we were playing um, another team, and uh, the, the, one of their quicker bowlers were bowling bounces and stuff at him, and we we were getting railed that day. And um, Chris decided to be a great idea to sweep the fast bowler. <laughs> he swept because Chris's top score at the time was probably four, <laughs> so he batted right down the order. Yeah, right. And he was sweeping fast bowlers, and he scored forty odd. And like to this day, it's one of the best innings I've ever seen. <laughs> nice, <laughs> well, nice. He was he was crazy. Yeah. So that that number nine that didn't battle bowl but was always there. Yeah. Yep. Every week had Every his moment week. in the sun and held. Oh, no, that was Chris. His dad, Tim, if you're listening, Timmy, we love you, brother. Um, yeah, he sort of doesn't do much and always there, always supports the team. If he can't be there, he always rocks up when we're finishing to see how he went. It's not like you go with weeks without seeing him. He always, always shows up if he can't play for some Ridiculous reason, which is usually work. Hmm. Um, he was standing at point one day. All right, good. Why? 
I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the stories. The story? The story. He was standing at point one day. <laughs> now, you've got to think he's six foot four, I think. Yeah. Um, he had his hands up in the air. Big guy. I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, their batsman creamed it, like creamed it. And somehow the six foot four, you know, 100 and maybe 40, 150 kilo guy who's got dodgy knees, who's probably in his 50s, if not older, got his hand around his laces and took a screamer of a catch. Ah, like it yes. was unbelievable. Yes. <laughs> so there's the moment of glory. That The glory for Timmy was amazing. Yeah. Um, you, you you hate it when you're the batsman though in that situation. You, you're just not quite sure how the guy caught it. <laughs> He's had a couple of those, like not, <laughs> not quite right down real, around the ankles, like that one was. How many yeah. absolute dollies has he put down though? About four hundred. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all know the guy. <laughs> uh, they are the backbone, especially yeah. <laughs> of country cricket clubs. Yeah, those guys. Exactly. <laughs> he, he had another one where he was back pedaling for about 20 metres and just stuck his right arm up and it stuck. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and then he, he obviously fell over and rolled. He, he 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 did fall over. I'm pretty sure he fell over and he rolled backwards over, like backwards over himself. And yep. that was almost one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all know that catch. You're like, yeah, I got him. I got him. I mishit it. But it's like, uh, yeah, uh, uh, what? Oh. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> There's been a few other moments that, that you know that about Timmy and it's just the way he shows up every week though. It's it's a credit credit to those guys. Yeah. Like, it really is. We love playing with him. You've got you've got to have a story. Surely you've got a story about batting with him. Some <laughs> either glory moment or <laughs> glory <laughs> moment or disaster. There's got to be oh, something. There's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, no yeah. glory moment. I was I was actually up the other end, and I'd come in at five. So I bat usually, usually oh, I used to open, but that was many moons ago. Um, so I bat at five, um, telling everyone, we're playing a T20, batting around everyone, like, come on, guys, we can do this. We're only chasing 160, I think it was. And every guy had just come in and a big hoik and nothing, and nothing, and nothing. And, geez, it was giving me the shits. Anyway, Timmy rocks up and I... I knew that we are in trouble because Timmy doesn't know what, which end of the bat to hang on to, unfortunately. He does – his bat, though, weighs like four pounds. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. No, that's – I'm serious. It's a county bat and it's – oh, it's like this thick. It's like six, seven inches thick. It's enormous. All right, all right. We've, we've got a guy who, who uses a tree as well as <laughs> his bat. Yeah, but he's got no back lift. Right. Oh, he's, he's like the, well, the the test cricket guy, you know. He's, he's the all oh, right. He's he's, <laughs> he's the anti Lara. I'm I'm waiting for that one day where he gets hold of one and it just goes for miles. Yeah, but it's, I still haven't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Timmy come out and unfortunately, Timmy didn't do anything stupid. It was me realizing that Tim was at the other end and we were in a lot of trouble. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to hit this really hard. And I got bolder in the legs. Around the legs, around the legs, um, that made me upset. No, well, but um, what did you say? Did you did you have any words of advice? Like, you you stay up this end. I'm going to hit stuff as hard as I can, <laughs> and look for the single. And he was happy with that plan. He's like, yeah, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> 
didn't work real well, unfortunately. <laughs> so he would have said the exact same thing to the next guy coming in. Right, I'm the I'm the informed batsman now. Gary got out. I'll talk to the next guy. You stay down the other end, and I'll just hit it. Really. <laughs> I like it how you were looking for the sing- single at the on end, his dodgy knees at the end of the over. <laughs> but um, yeah, good old good old Timmy. Like I tell you what, some of the some some of the catches though, some of the catches he's taken, yeah, for such a big unit, are unbelievable. <laughs> and like you just, how the friggin' hell did you do that? <laughs> but yeah, it is. It is definitely one of those things. Uh, yeah. I think uh, I don't reckon there's anyone. I reckon it's not just country clubs. I reckon every club's got one. But I think that it's very, it's more, far more prominent in country towns where you might be sort of scrounging at the bottom of the barrel to fill out your eleven. Yeah. There's always that one bloke that's just, you know, he loves watching cricket as a kid. Never any good at it. Couldn't be any more athletically, less an, a, athletically inclined. Well, but it's it, like, I get to go and stand around, not do a great deal, and go to the pub afterwards. I'll play cricket, and they just rock up every week. <laughs> Don't really offer anything skills-wise to the team, but they're there. They're a number in the field, and just every so often will just come out with that bit of brilliance yeah. that just makes you go, yes, this yeah. is why I play cricket. Triumphant. And then, and then everyone And then just every other moment you're like, how did you take that catch and drop that one? Yeah. yeah it's, it's, saying that, though, like, what, I've I've been that guy that they're like, oh, quick, we need someone. Um, 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 I don't know anyone. What about my father-in-law? <laughs> <laughs> what I can yeah. say is, Keith. <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> You should have given up a while back, mate. <laughs> now, now my father-in-law's got dodgy knees, so he can't run, and that's that's just that's how it is. I can't run, um, he, but he wanted to bowl because he always talks about how he took six for fourteen. I think it was, and I've seen the trophy. He took six for fourteen. Shocked as I was, and he'd been talking it up for years and years and years. And last season, I think it was. We were short, desperately short, so we needed just someone to plug a hole in the field. My father and all rocks up and, you know, wandered around the field, dropped a couple of catches, had, you know, had a fair shot at him. Um, but, yeah, just can't move like he used to. He is 65, 64, 65. And um, <laughs> unfortunately, they decided to be a good, good idea to give him a bowl. So, right. in come Keith, I'm steaming in, and he bowls spin. So steaming in's like trotting, <laughs> like a very very slow walk. <laughs> um, and um, one of the batsmen hit him for four. He was none too happy about that. And then two balls later, uh, they tried to do it again and hit it straight down the fielder's throat. <laughs> so for a full week. My yeah, father and I was right. like, oh, look how That's good I was. the worst thing you could have, could have done. Anyway, we were short two weeks later. Ah, righty get older, Keith. He'll be bowling. Well, unfortunately. Lightning didn't strike twice. Uh, no. Uh, he went for 24 off one over, I believe. <laughs> um, he More ha- fours or there's some sixes in there? Oh, no, no. Mostly fours and sixes. Right. Um, one of them, he may have had a catch if I could run at the speed of light. Okay. And I got yelled at because I didn't take it. <laughs> like I would have been on the on the boundary with my arm outstretched trying to catch. So he has thing. the same standards as me when I'm bowling yep. as well. Yep. <laughs> yep. 
But yeah, like it, every club's got that one guy <laughs> yeah. who always rocks up and who's it's not it's not that they're not very good. It's just they're not very talented. Yeah, but everyone loves playing with them. And like my yeah. father-in-law used to come to games after the fact that he didn't play, and he'd come before as well. Just the fact that we needed that just that extra one guy to plug a hole in the field so he didn't get actually belted. But um, yeah. Every club. Every club's got one. Tell us about your guy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely want to hear about, um, you know, stories from other places because I feel like there is a whole – there's a stream of knowledge that we need to know about of these these local heroes. Um, I'm sad for the people who play cricket in the city if they don't have the the moment where they've just got to call a guy who's making up the numbers. Yeah, I I hope they have that. That one guy who rocks up in shorts and a yellow (laughs) (laughs) T-shirt. Absolutely. And he wanders around on the field, doesn't know anywhere where he's supposed to go, probably drops a sitter really early in the game, but then late in the the bowling innings just takes this absolute scream. And the ball ball seems to follow him around the the field as well. You've never seen one guy get followed. And it's always just out of reach. Like It's not like he's stuffing up, but it's always a boundary that's just a yard too far past him. He's got a chase it to the boundary or, you know, the catch is just out of arm's reach and there's a big dive. He doesn't quite get there. It follows him around and then all of a sudden he just takes his awesome scream and you're like, yes, that's why we've called in that ringer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to hear about it. I I feel like there's going to be some absolute crackers just lying around in people's memories of uh, people who've who've played in their their club. Absolutely. All right, well, thank you very much, Gary, and thank you, Timmy. You are absolutely are a local cricket hero. Um, like we said, every club has got a guy like Timmy that is just there. Everyone loves him, and he's there, rain, hail, or shine. Well, maybe not rain or hail. We're usually at the pub. No, for rain no, and hail. he's usually there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that'll do us for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Um, we will be back again next week with plenty of new content coming your way. Uh, like always, we are available anywhere where you can find podcasts. Uh, give us a shout out on uh, social medias. We're on Facebook, Two Slips in the Gully. We're on Twitter, Two Slips in the Gully. Love to hear from you guys. Um, have a chat to us about our T20 side, um, whether or not we, we did any good or if we did rubbish. And if we did rubbish, we'd like to see you pick a side that's uh, as good or better. So uh, we'll see you guys next week, and we'll talk to you between now and then. Have a good one, guys. See ya. Over. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.